0: Welcome to Filmstrip, and our reviews of the Alien movie franchise. There is an explanation for this. Featuring Nick. Check it out. I am the ultimate badass. Yes, right. And Jay. This is so nuts. Listen to what you're saying. Please note: these episodes will contain spoilers and in-depth discussion of the plots and characters of the films. All content used or discussed in this podcast are the property of their respective owners and used under the Fair Use Act Section 504C2, Title 17.
1: Welcome to Filmstrip. I'm Jay. I'm Nick. And this is our review of Alien vs. Predator, starring Sanaa Latham, Raul Bova, Ewan Bremer, Colin Salmon, Ian White, Tom Woodruff Jr., and Lance Hendrickson. Written by Dan O'Bannon, Ronald Chuset, Shane Salerno, and Paul W.S. Anderson. Directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Released in 2004 on a budget of roughly $60 million. Grossed $172 million worldwide. 80 of that in the U.S., 92 foreign. Nick, would you believe it? If I told you, in the Alien series, this is the second most profitable one in terms of the domestic gross. Falls just behind James Cameron's Aliens.
2: Do I believe it? Yes. Do I want to believe it? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess it
2: just shows my confidence in the uh, audience today, but oh, yeah.
1: Well, 2004, man, I mean, we we went from 1997 to 2004 to get here to this point. It took a long time, and the genesis of this started back in 1989 with the release of a video game, and then there were several comic books, and I mean, there was a lot of stuff that... Pitted the alien versus the predator. I mean, Predator Two had, in the end, when Danny Glover's on the Predator ship, it had the alien skull as one of the trophies. I mean, that was a big wink to the audience, and that was fanboys alight. I was one of them. I was like, oh, that's gonna be sweet. This movie sucks, but that Alien versus Predator is gonna be awesome. And I remember going to see this. I was working. I was out of school and all that at this point. Going with. Uh, bunch of buddies of mine uh, to go see this in the theater. And we had a good time with it, but I've often wondered if that was because the crowd I saw it with or if the movie was really worth it.
2: I think it's because you're drunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I actually was sober that night. So, but, uh, uh, I, You know, I saw this in a very small theater in a small town I was living in at the time, and there was no one there. So we were not a part of the major opening weekend this thing had. I don't think uh, that little theater made much in the box office for it. But we were there in support, and uh, I was all worried that we wouldn't get in, you know, figuring, well, small town, there's nothing to do. Yep, none of these people watch this movie, so they, they didn't really get it. But... Uh, let's talk a little bit about how uh, getting here and what it took for them to get here though. Uh, The biggest thing that I think has always surprised me about this one is that ultimately they went with a script that involved two of the, the two guys that created alien, uh, at least on the written page, Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Shuset. And I always forget that until I watch this. And I think that's amazing that they contributed a good chunk of the story.
2: Yeah, it's actually it was kind of surprising when I learned about that. I figured, you know, Dan O'Bannon would be real kind of protective of his, you know, creation. But to hear that, you know, he's like so willing to actually mix in with the Predator. It was, you know, it was kind of baffling in a way. But I guess, you know, money
1: talks. <laughs> it totally does. And let's talk about the Predator for a minute. Where are you on Predator just as a series? And, I mean, what do you make of that creature?
2: Okay. Uh, up until this point it was, you know, a 50-50. I mean, The First Predator is it's a it's a pretty good movie. I mean, it's an Arnold vehicle obviously and um it's it's a quality movie. I mean, it was uh directed by uh it was a McTiernan director. John you know, John
1: McTiernan did that. Yep. yep.
2: And he's a great action director. I think the Predator, you know, just in that first movie was a pretty cool creature, but in the end of it a man beat the predator, so like man couldn't beat the alien fist-to-fist fist the way Arnold beat the Predator fist-to-fist. Fist. And I think we also got to give a little bit of credit back to uh, James Cameron, who um, actually helped kind of design the uh, Predator I don't know if you ever heard that story. I did, but, um, yeah. He
1: and Stan Winston on the airplane, and that's what they came up with, right?
2: Yeah, he was having a little bit of trouble. Like, the original design for the Predator was like a big giant lizard, and it was going to be played by John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> and uh, they, it was just totally not working out. So Stan Winston was on a flight, and he was sitting next to James Cameron, and he was trying to just come up with, like, a last-minute design for this thing. And James Cameron was like, hey, why don't, you, why don't you put some mandibles on that, you know, thing. We haven't seen mandibles in a movie, and he didn't, and, and, you know, it went from there. I mean dreadlocks and mandibles that's what the predator is known for and
1: yeah and cool weapons i mean the predator is kind of a mix of a, an, an otherworldly batman alien creature and that's kind of what he is right he has gadgets and he's just a big hunter
2: yeah i it's kind of a weird series because like the predator seems to think it says like all this honor and everything yet it's hunting a less advanced species with extreme advanced weapons and can turn invisible so it's I don't well, know, it's kind of it's, it's like, like shooting fish in a barrel when I was in well, Predators. So. Well,
1: it, it, you can say that, but you know what? Anybody that does a lot of hunting and having grown up in the South and a lot of people that hunt and stuff, I mean, you're hunting sometimes dangerous animals, grizzly bears and stuff like that, but you still have a technological advantage over them. It's the same Yeah, but thing. you're
2: not taking a 50 caliber rifle with you to pull <laughs> well, it
1: away. Well, no, because the assault weapons ban took that opportunity away many years ago, but I know some people that would try if they had the opportunity, so... But yeah, but still, you know, look, I've I've seen guys that that hunt your know, large. Uh, predatory animals. Matter of fact, I taught a student that his family for fun went on safaris and he told me about hunting these big African lions and how scary that was and stuff, but that they had so much firepower in that thing they could have launched a war and <laughs> taken over the country they were in. So yeah, that, that, that lion
2: takes us out, we're gonna be like the predator and there's gonna be a big freaking crater in this place. Well, that's another thing to
1: think about we gotta talk about that with the predator, because it's a setup here. They talk they use it you know multiple times in this film. Is when all else fails, and this is what happens at the end of the first Predator movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger's beating the thing to a pulp and it sets off this little computer on its arm that turns out to be like a small contained nuclear explosion or something. <laughs> which Arnold does survive. So which is of course, man, you can't kill Arnold. <laughs> you could back then you surely couldn't. But uh, anyway, that that's the Predator's sort of weapon of last resort. And they set that up early in this one, too. We talk about it when we get there. But that's the thing about the Predator is that it's in for the hunt. It's always going to win no matter what. Even if it's losing, it's going to make sure you don't get to live to tell anybody about it. And that's the setup of them is that they come to Earth every so often to hunt and do things. And that's what the Predator is. And so when you want to mix the ultimate hunter with the ultimate adapter, it makes sense that you would want to throw him in a ring with Alien. And I remember playing some of the original... Aliens versus Predator games, and I usually tried to be one of the Marines until I realized that was just being cannon fodder, and so then I tried to be the alien, you know, and I'd sneak around and do. I had the, you had the cool Alien Three vision in those games, and you could jump on the Predators and do all this stuff. To them. It was it was great, and some of those video games were fantastic. I, they haven't done a good version of it in many years, but some of those originals were really good, and that was my introduction to all this. So I was excited to see this in two thousand and four because it was the culmination of games I'd been playing for ten years.
2: Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember playing it too when I was younger. Uh, I remember getting it on uh, for the computer and having a blast with it. I I played as a marine more than anything because I always thought it was. I like. I'm a big first person shooter fan, so it was always yeah. kind of cool to run. Oh, out you wanted to be hit growing up right. Right. too. So yeah, I mean, you had the pulse rifle, you had the smart gun, you had a flamethrower. I mean, it's it's a badass game, man. Yeah, playing as the Predator was pretty cool, too. I mean, and believe it or not, I mean, being the big Alien fan, I hated playing as the Alien. It was kind of cool you go on the ceilings and walls, but I was just always a fan of uh, having the big guns and shooting everybody down. <laughs>
1: yeah, Well, the, the 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 Alien only has a few moves. I mean, That's all it's got. So it's... But hey, it was kind of cool
2: yeah. though when you grab a guy and you got, like, the little, like, you know, the second mouth cam going through his head.
1: Yeah, this is It true, was always kind of neat. Well, we got to this point, and you and I said last time the end of Alien Resurrection. You know, if they're going to go anywhere forward, where to go? And and we both said, well, we'd love for them to go to the alien home world, but that's not going to happen until this year, 2012. So, if they're going to do anything, this seems like the next natural ext- extension, or at least it did at the time to me. Be curious to see if that holds up as we talk about this. But why don't you give us a plot summary so we can get into this thing? In
2: 2004, a satellite detects a mysterious heat bloom beneath Antarctica. Wealthy industrialist Charles Bishop Whelan assembles a team of scientists to investigate the heat source and claim it for his multinational communications company, Whelan Industries. The team includes archaeologists, linguistic experts, drillers, mercenaries, and a guide named Alexa Woods. As a predator ship reaches Earth's orbit, it blasts a shaft through the ice towards the source of the heat bloom. When the humans arrive at the site above the heat source, an abandoned, willings, an abandoned willings, yeah, let me do that over. When the humans arrive at the site above the heat source, they find the shaft and descend beneath the ice. They discover a mysterious pyramid and begin to explore it, finding evidence of a civilization predating written human history and what appears to be a sacrificial chamber filled with human skeletons. Meanwhile, three predators land and kill the humans on the surface, making their way down to the pyramid and arriving just as the team unwittingly powers up the structure. An alien queen is awoken from cryogenic stasis (laughs) and begins to produce eggs, from which the facehuggers hatch and attach to several humans trapped in the sacrificial chamber. I hate it when that happens. (laughs) What was that? I hate it when that happens. Yeah, it's terrible. (laughs) Happened Happened to some friends of mine last week. Chestbursters emerge from the humans and quickly grow into adult aliens. Conflicts erupt between the predators, aliens, and humans, resulting in several deaths. Unbeknownst to each other, a predator is implanted with an alien embryo. Through translation of the pyramids' hieroglyphics, the explorers learn the predators have have been visiting Earth for thousands of years. It was their... It was they who taught the early human civilizations how to build pyramids and were worshipped as gods. Of course. Yes, this is really what happened. Every 100 years, they would visit Earth to take part in a rite of passage in which several humans would sacrifice themselves as hosts for the aliens, creating the ultimate prey for the predators to hunt. If overwhelmed, the predators would activate their self-destruct weapons and eliminate the aliens and themselves. The explorers deduced that this is why the current predators are in the pyramid, and that the heat bloom was to attract humans for the purpose of making new aliens to hunt. The remaining humans decide that the Predators must be allowed to succeed in their hunt so the aliens do not reach the surface. As the battle continues, most of the characters are killed, leaving only Alexa and a single Predator to fight against the aliens. The two of them form an uneasy alliance and use the Predator's self-destruct device to destroy the pyramid and the remaining aliens. Alexa and the Predator reach the surface where they battle an escaped alien queen. They defeat the queen by attaching its chain to a water tower, <laughs> pushing it over a cliff into the water, dragging the queen to the ocean floor. The predator, however, dies of its wounds. A predator ship uncloaks and several predators appear. They collect their fallen comrade and present Alexa with one of their spear weapons as a gift. As they retreat into space and leave Alexa to die, a chestburster erupts from the dead predator. It appears to be an alien predator hybrid with mandibles coming out of its jaws. The end. Dun-dun-dun. Wow.
1: Wow. Wow. What? It, it took a lot of years and four people, two of which. You could
0: have fooled me, well, man. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, no, think about it. No, wait wait a minute. Daniel Banner and Ronald, she said, are what they are in science fiction lore. You can't take away their important. Shane Salerno is a guy that's written I, I, I a lot of imported scripts. trying to
2: take away any of the credibility they had.
1: Yeah, well, they're working on it. But Shane Salerno's a guy that worked on like Armageddon and Shaft, and he I think he does that Hawaii Five O thing now, and he was a part of a lot of James Cameron stuff. He's well respected in Hollywood. And hell, we both talked about it last time. Paul W S Anderson made really interesting. Makes really interesting films. I mean, the Resident Evil movies are fun. That first one in particular. So, and and it should be said, Paul W S Anderson is a sci fi fanboy geek as much as any as he is anything else and so much of this feels like service to fanboys that it does secure plot I'm a fanboy
2: and this ain't to me at all man
1: <laughs> you can take that any which way you want because <laughs> wow well i hope you're not being so we're done with the sexual imagery <laughs> this, this episode for sure but but no i mean look i i'm what i'm saying is that they, these are not hacks these are four competent people Paul W. Sanders is a competent filmmaker who put together something, and look, $60 million for a film that is this big with all that stuff going on in it, I'm amazed they even got it where you could show it again with that limited amount of money, because that's not a lot of dough for a film that is as large as this one pretends to be.
2: I suppose. <laughs> Yep, they must have spent that money on sets because they didn't spend it on the script.
1: <laughs> well, th- that's funny you mentioned that. I listened to the director's commentary.
2: We got paid. Which I
1: dollars in a pack of diet coke. <laughs> <laughs> that I f- that I find. I find it funny that in this director's commentary, he couldn't do it alone. They had Lance Hendrickson and Sanaa Latham for whatever reason there with him, who added nothing really to the discussion. But he said... Why why, why do I imagine Lance Hendrickson
2: just showing up for this? It's like... (laughs) <laughs> hey Lance, what are you doing here? I heard you guys are doing the commentary. Well, yeah, we didn't ask. Oh, you. it's
1: it's classic. <laughs> at, at one point, like his daughter calls him in the middle of it, and they just leave it in there. I'm like, dang! I thought we didn't edit our podcast, but sheesh, <laughs> they just took that one out and slapped it on the disc. But he, uh, the funny thing about it is, is Anderson told both of them and tells the audience that if they had done this film in the U.S. Or done it in Vancouver, it would have cost fifteen to twenty million dollars just for the sets of what they had, and with this big of a cast and all the effects and the digital stuff they were going to do, there was no way. So that's why they shot it in Prague, and it cost them two million dollars for wow. the sets. This is, this is even so getting, which, this is getting better.
2: They use like slave child labor to make this. Movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't say that, but <laughs> <laughs> you got you to read between the uh, lines, man. Yeah. <laughs> So, but, uh, well, you know, but look, this thing is, is shot. It's supposed to be this big epic film and heck it is. That premise alone is a $120 million film. There, no way. And especially nowadays and computer graphics and all, and they did it pretty cheap. I mean, honestly, they And I want to say this now. For all the things I'm going to knock this film for, and I am going to knock it for some of itself, it won't be for the way it looks. This film looks good. It looks way better than Alien Resurrection did.
2: (laughs) Some people would say, it's either letting Waylon yutani take the Alien Queen out of your chest or jumping into a big, fiery lake of molten lead like Ripley did at the end of Alien 3.
1: (laughs) 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 It could be, but... I, I don't know. I mean, d- does does this not look good? Look, th- does this movie not look good for you, though? I mean, it looks amazing. You have to uh, say that, it, and it looks like sets at times, sure, but what movie doesn't, right? If you know anything about movies, you know where to catch that. I, th- this one's pretty impressive with the way it, it looks. Yeah, I mean,
2: it doesn't look cheap if that's what you're getting, but it, it doesn't look good. I mean, it doesn't, <clears throat> I'll say like the first Ridley Scott movie, that looks good for what it was trying to be. Alien 3, I mean that had wonderful cinematography. This movie just anytime I think of Alien versus Predator, I think of just a lot of blue tints and I, <laughs> well there yeah, is that. It's, it's and like that's you done put like, a purpose. blue filter over it and yeah. goes this is going to be artistic.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's what they went for. I mean, they really went for that to downplay the fake snow and all the stuff they were trying to create to give you that that feeling. And it should be said, Paul W.S. Anderson could really care less about the Predator here. If, if it weren't for probably Shane Salerno's influence, the, he you know wouldn't give them much of anything to do. He cares about the humans and the alien. And what he set out to do here was not recreate Fincher or Ridley Scott, or even James No, Cameron, he, did, he didn't.
2: Him, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. that. even right? close. But,
1: but no, he wasn't even trying to. That's the thing. He was trying to create a better... I think what he really looked at was he felt dissatisfied with Alien Resurrection, much like we did, and wanted to come up with a better entry into the series that at least... Would fit in as a different kind of a take, but would still have some of that Resident Evil kinetic energy. I mean, heck, they even have the little computer graphic where they're going down underneath the Antarctic ice that looks like they're going into the hive at one point. I mean, that's straight out of that. Colin Salmon's in this movie. He was in every time I see him, I'm like, it's the Resident Evil guy, you know. And he's been in a hundred things, so I think that's what he was going for. Was this is a film made for the video game geek? culture that was popular at the time and we got it and, and we can't downplay the fact that on the heels of the Matrix films this film comes around and I think in a lot of ways this film suffers because oh, of you're that. Being
2: talking about the slow motion and, alien facehugger going
1: yeah, the the bullet time facehuggers and, and some of that other stuff. But even some of the, well, the fight scene with the Predator and the alien, you know, where they're throwing each other all over the place. That's very much WWF, Attitude Era, and Matrix fighting. I mean, that that's what that is. And I think this film dates itself only because it falls into that catal- or catalog of, of filmmaking that was well, You can really tell
2: wrestling was really popular during this time because, you know, you ever seen Blade Two? The final fight in Blade Two, yep. the bad guy does uh does does the Randy Savage elbow drop off the uh, the top of a freaking pillar, and the... oh, it seems like all these movies were kind of like <laughs> pulling from the uh, Attitude Era.
1: <laughs> well, and that was popular at the time. It's, films will always rob from it was what popular, is popular, but we're not saying so. it
2: was very good.
1: <laughs> well, I said it there at the beginning a minute ago that. Um, Paul W. Sanderson very much is an alien fan, alien fanboy. Is this an alien film or a predator film? And and tell me why you would argue one way or the other.
2: For me, it's a predator film through and through. I mean... The whole movie, the whole MacGuffin is about the Predators, about this being like their hunting ground, you know, having the queen <laughs> freaking chained up. Just that image in my head just makes me laugh. It was, it's, it's, frozen and it's chained up. It's just absurd, but, uh, it's definitely a Predator movie because if you would accept this as an alien movie, you'd have to accept this as a prequel. And the whole underlying theme of all four alien movies is we don't want these things to get back to earth and for this to be a prequel and be like oh yeah the aliens were on earth i mean this is like george lucas ruining the movies that came before it crap and so to me it's it's got to be a predator movie because if any if if fox came out and said this is the official prequel to alien i i don't even know what i would do i mean i I don't know what I would do. I mean, that'd be like finding out a comment's about to hit the earth and your life's going to end for me because it'd it, be like, <laughs> you're ruining so much of my childhood. I could actually say Fox raped my childhood in it. Yeah, it's metal with alien and stuff like that, but I don't know. i just going to ramble on. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a predator movie to me.
1: I would argue, in a lot of ways, this wants to be an Alien film. Paul W.S. Anderson wants it to be one of things. But, for the reasons you've mentioned, I will always hold this as more of a Predator film that has Alien as a major character in it than an Alien film with a Predator as a major character in it. And it is because there's nothing that's ever come around that has said we have to accept this as prequel material i mean it is a prequel but then again it's well, not because I nobody have to rain on your is parade right now and this is
2: actually <laughs> kept me up at night okay um lance Hendrickson actually just wrote on the internet i don't know if this his twitter feed or whatever i read it on one of the uh, movie websites that his character or his likeness is going to appear in prometheus now hmm. he was saying that it's going to be something with the history of the company now, if we, uh, in this movie, Lance Hendrickson plays Charles Bishop Wayland. And right. in Prometheus, from what we know, is that um, I forget his name. Um, he was in an. Um, Guy Pierce is playing Peter Wh- Wayland. Now, if I'm going to be like Stewie Griffin, if I'm watching Prometheus and I suddenly I see Charles Bishop Wayland's picture come up with that name on it, I'm going to get up and just yell, no. No. Cocky, duty way is that going on? And I will walk out, and we will well, not have a podcast for Prometheus. We will not. It'll, <laughs> well, the whole thing will well, be like, "Yep, I got 15 minutes, in and then I walked out." But
1: <laughs> well, what if what if they put him in there to erase this? Then
2: I don't think you could. I mean, that that would be like kind of like cutting off your nose to spite your face with doing that. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna bring oh. up something that's gonna ruin everything just to get rid of it. And I think the only way they could actually do it. Is if maybe they're showing, like, Android models and kind of, like, hinting, like, oh, yeah, this might be a futuristic Android, or maybe that was, like, one of the earlier models that they later replicate in the future as, like, a homage-type thing. I don't know, but... I, but, but then that's again, we're talking about Lance Hendrickson, and he somehow thinks that the public wants a Millennium movie, so he's not exactly all there, so maybe he's just you know, pulling the Lance oh, I movie.
1: think he does overstate the importance of his role in this series, but that's another argument for another day. The point being is, and what, I was, what I'm getting at is, as much as Anderson maybe wants it to be, I think you're right, and I think most people would consider it right, this is... If it's part of the Alien series, it's loosely part of the Alien series. It's more of a Predator film because the Predators are the ones that are asked to... They have character arcs. They have more arcs than the humans do, really. And they're the the really the ultimate resolve of all this. The Alien just seems to be the problem or the MacGuffin or whatever you want to call it in the film. And I will only allow that in my own head because that's all the Alien was in Alien Resurrection, too. You know, there wasn't some greater, noble understanding of what the alien role played. And looking even in the theatrical version of Alien 3, they cut that apart. If you watch the assembly cut, you get the whole spiritual side. It's what the humans assigned to the alien that gives that thing a character. But... You know, Alien Resurrection wasn't about the aliens either. It was about freaking Ripley's clone and all that goofy stuff. And this is this is in the same vein of that. So I would, I think we're both on the same page that it's a predator. I, I think, I think now, what, what Fox this, was probably
2: intending to do though was basically try to bridge both series. You know, like hey, you could watch Predator oh, yeah. one, two, then you could watch AVP and go right into Alien, and you can have this big long series of movies. And you know, kind of like uh, Wolfman versus Frankenstein. You know, it could be like kind of viewed mm-hmm. as that like oh yeah they're all sequels to each other they're all in the same universe i mean even kind of what marvel's doing right now with you know with well, Thor and it, iron man it, it's like it, hey they're all related all yeah. the same universe you could watch this 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 and up up to there and that's what i you know fox was a little bit ahead of the game with that i think you know trying to combine the series yeah. but it's it, it's what, a poor poor attempt in my opinion if you're going to try to you <laughs> know bring the predator franchise into the alien franchise they they, they don't exist in the same universe
1: don't. Well, here's the thing: is they actually release a DVD set called the Predator Alien Battle Pack that has Predator, Predator Two, these two films, and I think one of the Alien films, and I think Aliens may be in there too or something. So it's, I mean, they've tried that a lot of times. Walmart
2: packs for like ten bucks.
1: <laughs> well, actually, I, no, I saw that at a legitimate, you know, video store or whatever. But uh I, you know, there's they'll repackage Strongly their stuff all the time. <laughs> I'm sure Fox is known to repurpose their material any way they can to try to cash in. That I saw appear when the Predators movie came out, the most recent version that Robert Rodriguez had some production value to or something like that. So, it, you know, I can see why they try to pitch it. Now, here's another thing about this story that I want to talk about, though. because I think you did a good job in the plot summary really hitting it, so we won't hit this beat for beat, but I I do want to talk about some of the bigger things here. And here's something I've always had a problem with. I hate it when we introduce things in sci-fi that are supposed to explain human history. I say that as someone who's excited going in to see Prometheus, knowing that's the root of some of what that story's about, if not all of it. But I hate the way that's done here. This whole... Thing that the predators taught these ancient civilizations how to build pyramids and one side's Mayan and one side's Cambodian and all all this other stuff. Yeah, (laughs) all that that whole chariot of the gods business and stuff that seems so weak sauce in this movie.
2: Well, the predators don't come off as a species that would do that. They're they're a hunting species. From everything we know from the two predator movies is these guys are more concerned about getting in their spaceships, going around the universe, and collecting skulls for trophies. It doesn't really make any sense that... It it doesn't Ah. make any sense with what we've seen in the first two movies that they're going to come to Earth and train people
1: for what purpose. Do you you know what you have hit on my biggest gripe about this? Is that for as little as we know about the alien... Origin and homeworld. We know enough to know how it would operate. We know nothing, zero, about the Predator homeworld. Why couldn't this have been on Predator World with the aliens? Well, oh, I know why, because we got to have people in there that can speak. That's why. You can't have nothing. That, but well, you can just, do it in the just, future. Just I don't Star know. Trek.
2: Pull a Star Trek. I mean, if you ever watch Star Trek, technically all the alien species are you know speaking a different language and there's a little earpiece inside the people that, you know, that are human, so everybody sounds English or whatever, you know, wouldn't it have been so bad that if they would have just kind of pulled something kind of similar with the Predator and maybe just had been just the Predator and just the alien, leave the, al- the human out of it, and we could just understand the Predator? Well-
1: Well, or what they did in Predators, where they drag these humans to the Predator homeworld, drop them there, and they infect them with aliens, because that gives them double the fun. Like, I would have bought that, because they've at least got some people to walk you through the plot with language and stuff. But this, to me, seems like the easy answer. And I don't know which one of these four I want to hit for it. But somebody needs to get hit, because we're introducing an element on Earth, and you brought it up. If we Everything we've ever heard is if you get the aliens on Earth, it'll just be disaster. And even they show that this gets to be too much. At one point, the the ancient pyramids of Predators is getting overrun by thousands of aliens. And I'm like, you're telling me that they got them all in that one nuke shot? There's no way. And by the way, the pyramid survives that nuke. We should mention that. <laughs> so a, I don't know how that happens. That's, but, a, that's,
2: a, that's, a, that's a pretty really, good nuke, you know? Saves the structure yeah. but kills the yeah. organic stuff.
1: <laughs> exactly, it's like an electromagnetic pulse or something. But really, how I I reject the whole premise of that because that just pisses me off. It, it's one thing if you want the predators to hunt the aliens and some humans get in the way. It's another to try to force upon me that the predators are the reason we're here now.
2: It's just the whole modus operandi for the predator. It it it, it doesn't fit with that. It, it's it's stupid. It's. It's it's the screenwriters, it's the director, it's everybody going, hey, ain't we clever? That's that's all it is. It's kind of like, yeah. hey, you know, I don't know. It's
1: well. well, let's talk about our humans. You know, you mentioned already Charles Bishop Whalens in this thing, Lance Hendrickson, who's this, I guess he's got tuberculosis. I don't know. He's got these huge breathing problems. Does anybody problems get tuberculosis and-
2: nowadays? <laughs> I haven't I
1: heard about that in the United I States think, in a long time so For being, I, I should said, Let me take it back. He's clearly got lung issues and he's trying to like breathe in the arctic air. You got him and you've got his industrial with that, with that military voice you know industrial he was complex.
2: About three packs a day. So
1: <laughs> it's what it sounds like. Yeah, and Lance <laughs> Hendrickson very well may have, who knows. But you got if you got his voice and Michael Wincott's voice together, that would be that would be some growl, man. I, that would be interesting. But uh, only to be topped with, like, if you had Alan Rickman as the third voice. But anyway, um, <laughs> another set for another day. You got him leading this expedition because one of his satellites in this shot that you look at it at first, and it's supposed to be the alien queen, and then it just turns out to be a satellite, picks up this heat bloom in this pyramid or something. They don't know what it is, and... Um, You got his whole crew of people, and they go and they get this woman, Lex or Alexa, to be their guide because she's like one of the best Antarctic guides known to man, trained with her father, etc. What did you make of the human cast in this? Uh, Pretty
2: forgettable. I mean, they obviously brought in Lance Hendrickson for his connection to Alien, you know, trying to get people to be familiarized with someone who had a better written character in a different movie and then of course you know alexa who is obviously uh the ripley clone the uh, strong female who's doesn't really want to be here is kind of the outsider but is going to be the uh the badass female warrior at the end and everybody's pretty much forgettable even her and i think the whole charles whalen thing is just pretty stupid
1: Well, she's, you know, this whole team feels like something out of a Crichton novel. You know, you've got linguistic experts and archaeologists, that's Raul Bova, and you've got all these other scientists, and you've got these gun-toting people, and you you got her in there, and of all of them, the one that doesn't seem like she be- or belongs, the one that doesn't belong is Sanaa Latham's character. Lex just doesn't come off like somebody that could do mountain climbing. She doesn't look like it, and this is nothing against her. She's a fine actress in other things, but she is not a physical person. Like I don't look at her and think basketball player, athlete, mountain climber, you know, she just doesn't strike me as such. She strikes me as somebody who's much more feminine and uh, much more dainty than that. I don't know. I just, I've always had a hard time buying her.
2: She kind of strikes me as, you know, yeah, Someone to work in the fashion industry or something like that, you know. Yeah, she's pretty.
1: She's not. She's not a mountain climber. You know, she doesn't have a ruggedness to her. Look for. And Sigourney Weaver can be a good-looking woman when she wants to, right? But back in the '70s and in even that '80s film, the way they dress her, she looks like a trucker. And that's what you want is somebody that looks like they can handle themselves physically. She doesn't look at all like someone I would want to lead me on a shopping trip down Beverly Hills, much less up a mountain in it, or down a hole in Antarctica. Yeah, I mean,
2: they're trying to obviously, like I said, they're trying to bring back the strong female and she's got nothing on Ripley or Vasquez. I mean, maybe she's a little bit better than Call, but. Then again, I think uh, the dog yeah. in Alien 3 was better than Carl,
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, think about it like this. If that's the character she's supposed to play, this strong female or whatever, she doesn't exude that at any time. She snivels and cries and gets scared a lot, which you're supposed to do. But the only time she takes any real action is when the Predator is in her presence and she winds up with one of his weapons accidentally. And that's how she stabs an alien and that, that wins his respect. You know, or whatever, and then she goes all you know military with him, and she gets all the arm and up scene with all the alien stuff and this crap. And at no time, I mean, the only thing she does there convincing is run really fast because he throws the nuke and it's like let's get out of here, you know. And uh, I just don't, I have a hard time buying her, and it does take me out of the film if I let myself linger on her at all. Yeah, it's
2: it's just poor casting all around, and it's already a bad start. And a thing that. the thing that still just baffles me when I when I see this movie on you know late night FX is the setup is so freaking long. It's it takes forever to get yeah. going, and it's like they're introducing all these cast members and they're all picked off right away. It's 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 well, it's poor it's poor scripting again. I mean, you're gonna set up these characters. I mean, in Aliens. They set up, you know, Vasquez. They set up Hudson. They set up Hicks, and they were along for seventy-five percent of the movie. You got invested in these characters. They're introducing these guys. They're giving like these little quirks, like the one guy's got to take a picture for his son, and um, I think one of the guys didn't he have like a little trinket or something he carried around with him or something?
1: Yeah, Roll Ro- Ro- Bova had a, a Pepsi lid that he had found at some kind of dig or something. Yeah, and like it's
2: that. like they had like these little like you know these little characteristic things that they had, and nothing ever plays out. It's just. It's just lazy writing, in my opinion, and I, well,
1: it, it it is that. But I'm going to tell you, Anderson will tell you he's trying to pace this film like, but but aliens, it's but it's not all aliens. this setup. It's not
2: aliens. I mean, yep. you go into some movie called Alien vs. Predator. I don't want friggin' setup. You know, I want to see the Alien versus Predators start kicking each other's butts. You know, I don't want to see. People, yeah. no one's, no one's. It's movie's not called Alien versus Predators versus Humans. I mean, even the video games knew not to include Marines on that. It's Alien versus Predator. Give us, give the audience what they want, not not forty five minutes of setup or a half an hour till they go down the freaking tunnel. It's just ridiculous, and
1: they spend an awful long time setting up all of these people. And like you said, then they just waste a lot of them inside of ten minutes. I mean, once the thing hits, and when they get into the the, they get to the dig site, and they see that it's already been pre-dug by like this laser beam from space that we saw that no nobody can see the ship of the Predators. And they get there <laughs> first, which is amazing that they get there first. But they get down there, and then once the Predators arrive and kill all the people on the surface, and the aliens have... Awakened because they turned the pyramid on or whatever. <laughs> when all that starts happening, then everything goes into overdrive and it's like, yeah, screw all these characters. Now we're just gonna kill yeah, all these yeah. people.
2: Well, I don't care about it when, the, when they turned so on the when they turned on the pyramid, the I was kind of hoping that short round would have made a little
1: <laughs> appearance. <but laughs> I touched nothing indeed. Uh, it's I was I was ready for somebody to rip somebody's heart out at that point. But I'll but even you like even so. like right it, here
2: though, okay, we got the predator and they're they're killing the people on the surface. Why? I mean, these guys, they're just killing them on the surface. These guys, you know, from everything we know about the Predator, the Predator is somewhat honorable. It's not going to kill an armed-armed person. It's not going to kill a pregnant
1: woman. Oh, those guys were armed. They all had machine guns But they never
2: once aimed them at them. They were no threat to them, and the Predators are being all incognito. I mean, they, they... one of the most ridiculous scenes I thought was with the guy, the whalers or whatever these guys are on top. And also like the spaceship flies overhead real silently and none of them see this big giant spaceship. I was kind of half expecting, you know, rewatching this movie that when they shoot that laser beam down, like they, everybody be looking at the spot, turn around their back, the laser beam hits silently and they turn back around and go, Oh, there's a hole there now. It's just, there's <laughs> just so much just stuff in here. That's just like you slap your forehead and it's like, who, who thought this was a good idea? I mean, and I bring up, I bring up the predators well, it, killing the guys because those guys are one on the good side, and then later we're supposed to be kind of like cheering on this predator. And it's it, my it my. If you ever seen the movie Super Eight, that was my main complaint with that movie yeah. is you can't have it both ways. You can't set up this this antagonist to be this big badass who is just killing people, and then kind of expect us to feel for it in the end. You, you, you can't. I mean, not, it's either E. T. or it's either freaking Jason. It's one or the other.
1: Well, and that's the thing. This movie goes from being this sci-fi action film to becoming trying to set up a slasher style. Like the cast becomes slasher fodder so fast. And then, and then and it turns into a buddy huge comedy. And then they. <laughs> They kill, they kill so many of them so fast that we're down to Sanaa Latham, uh, Lance Hendrickson, Raul Bova are the only ones alive in the human side. And then you've got the Predators, and two of them get taken out quick by the aliens. So you've got the one Predator with, uh, they call him Scar, because he puts the uh, the marks on his helmet and on his face and stuff. So you've got him and, uh, or no, they don't call him that. You've got the one main Predator, and then you've got the, that's alive, who, you know, Mark's his trophies and then you have got the one alien that's got the grid on his head where the, the little grid net tried to My cut God. through. it. Mean, they
2: must have got that from yeah. the Trimmers. <laughs> Remember Trimmers? You had the one <laughs> I We do. had the uh the one trimmer who had the to- had the one of its tongues missing. So we kind yeah, yeah. of got the physical characteristics. And they, they kind of pull the same sh- same crap
1: here but well, no, they'll, they'll tell you straight out. I mean, they'll tell you they wanted to mark the two main Combatants because they wanted some way to be able to follow them since they can't speak they had to have some way of us being able to identify them so you know the main one that Ian White plays as the Predator and the main one that Tom Woodruff plays as the alien those are the ones that get the marks because they're the the final ones left besides the no, Predator. I gotta I gotta I got ask you know, you know and
2: the Predator like just even before he takes off the mask cause we'll get into that in a little bit but don't they seem a little bit off in how they look? I mean, when you think about Predator 1 and 2, I mean, the Predator was a big Predator. I mean, he was probably, what, seven feet tall?
1: He's seven feet tall, yeah.
2: he was like an athlete. The Predator was athletic. I mean, he was able to jump from tree to tree. These guys look like, I mean, they look like WWE guys. I mean, they they, they look like big well, bodybuilders, and they're, they're so heavily armed. And then even, like, their technology... Everything's on steroids with these guys. The Predator's are on steroids. Even their claws. Instead of having like the, the two like you no know, claws that would come out of there, these claws are giant. I mean, they, they come out like three feet. It's like, I don't know if Paul W.S. Anderson or whatever was like, hey, we're going to do it, but we're going to do it bigger. We're going to make these guys badder. And I think by doing that, it really just makes the Predator look kind of silly.
1: I mean... Well, it, the, I will say this: the two that they put up with the main predator do look ridiculous because they're not the same size. Even White's seven feet over seven feet tall. He's a big dude. The other guys are like maybe 6'5", 6'6". They had to come up with ways to get him to stand on top of stuff so they at least looked as tall as he did. But here's the thing. His movements are much more like that of a big wrestler and not the graceful movements that Kevin Peter Hall had as a big guy and a big actor. You know, he's seven feet tall too, but he moved much more gracefully. This thing moves like a lumbering bull in a china shop the whole time. And I mean, even half of its moves... are like shoulder blocks and clothesline. I mean, it's it's a wrestler. It's what it is. I you, we can't make that more clearly stated, Nick. When this thing fights, it fights like a pro wrestler. It's like Triple H. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what, like a big, lumbering, big, too, almost too big to be able to move normally, you know, wrestler. And maybe that's part of the costume or whatever, but I'll say this, they upgraded the technology a bit. I think that has more to do with the fact that they could do more stuff than they could do in but the e- 80s But even now, the claws, though. I mean, those
2: claws were huge. I mean, what, what did it need those type of claws for? <laughs>
1: Well, it's that same thing with that, that blade that, you know, he flicks out and cuts the thing in half and comes back with. I mean, that thing is real convenient. I know they had those in Predator too, but they weren't nearly that cool. Oh, and of course and he's got like, like a, do a like little yeah. whoosh whoosh
2: whoosh with it like you know, like he's showing off.
1: Well, I mean that doesn't everybody that had a butterfly knife know how to do that? I mean that's what that comes off yeah, to the the me like. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, well, let's talk about the alien queen for a minute. Cause we talked about the aliens and the Predator here, and you laughed, and I did too in the plot summary. The queen is frozen below and chained up, and only this time does she get the idea from Alien Resurrection that, hey, a couple of you hit me in the arm so I can bleed through this well, stuff.
2: First of all, Antarctica, is that colder than outer space? I mean, no. so the alien queen is frozen in there with, Water. I mean, water is frozen on top of her, and we're supposed to get the impression that that water is basically made her go into some type of deep sleep or hibernation thing. But we've seen the queen. We've seen the alien out in outer space kicking around and being pretty mad. But yet Antarctica is yeah. able to freeze it down. And, and again, we've we've seen aliens being able to bust through walls and everything. But yet it has chains around its hands, and it's able to hold the <laughs> alien queen. <laughs>
1: Oh, even even later, it starts running after uh, Lex and the lead predator, and it's like running through buildings. It looks like the Tyrannosaurus Rex out of Jurassic Park.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, and aliens, it was like the queen. You know, I'm not going to say it was a graceful creature, but it was more graceful than this. This thing's running around, lumbering into stuff like a. I don't know, like like some guy you find drunk at three o'clock in the morning. I mean, he's just running around banging into stuff. It's Alien Queen is they they they, they 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 copied the design that Cameron did, but that's all they did. They didn't copy anything else.
1: It's the great Kali, you know, <laughs> the way it's running around. Yeah. I mean, the thing the thing runs all over the place, and that is her whole bit is to get loose, so she can what go and she gonna grow another egg sack on earth somewhere what's gonna happen i mean in in, in (laughs) aliens you
2: understood that you know what she was going after ripley because ripley pissed her off i mean the thing went after
1: and killed her babies Yeah, yeah it was it
2: was you know you you're around a lion and a lion's only gonna attack you when it's hungry you go and kill its cubs it's gonna tear you apart i mean that was the primal instinct of the queen in the first in aliens but
1: how did the queen even get out? I mean, I, maybe I missed that part. Oh, oh, they, they, they broke her loose, and then she goes running down the hall and busts all. Oh well, no, I got, that, I got the part where she got uh, out. But how did she get on the surface? Yeah. She just kept running out of the thing. I don't know. That's a great question because she just comes out of nowhere. I guess she came up the tunnel and hid because, well, you know what? They they follow everything else, right? I mean, ultimately it comes to the point where Lex and the remaining Predator are the only two people left alive. Waylon gets killed by a Predator and which in the stupidest way, by the way, too. Like, the Predator looks at him and is like, no, nah, you're too weak to destroy because his lungs are all destroyed. And Waylon starts punching it. And the Predator's like, okay, fine and he just stabs him. And I'm like, that sucks. Is that Waylon's death? And if they reference that in Prometheus, I'm getting up and walking it out too, by the way. Well, so I will text you and that'll be the end. But that happens. And then those two decide, well, what, you know, the other thing left to do here is set off the big nuke bomb and run to the surface. So that's what well, they do. They, so they get a the little trolley and get thing to the surface. They had
2: that kind of speed on yeah. it. I mean, hell, man. I think oh, they got a yeah. Ferrari motor on top that's able to pull yeah, it out. I it was off. moving. I mean, it actually it, yeah. it beat a nuclear <laughs> blast. I mean. Crap, dude. That's pretty fast. (laughs)
1: That, that's that's about as good as getting out of the trench while the Death Star's blowing up in Return of the Jedi. You but know? At least we're so nah, getting nah, out of that, that you know,
2: spaceship, <laughs> science fiction future. This is supposed to be grounded, and it's it's just it's so much crap at the end of this. It, I mean,
1: it it's convenient, but for whatever reason, they get to the surface, and it's like okay, it's all good, right? And then here comes the Queen, and she stabs him in the gut, like through the the lower part of his stomach. Never, never mind. That, and he's so got an he inside
2: of him too. I guess
1: the baby well. Right? Okay, you know what though, I I've said the same thing for years. But again, if you listen to Anderson, he'll say, "If you look, we purposely made it to where he she hit him really low." So, he she didn't hit the alien, but the thing that that destroys is that he's been fighting aliens the whole time, and in Alien 3, they wouldn't touch Ripley, right? Because you know, she had one in her, so we might have believed that. You know, this Hatfield and McCoy rivalry <laughs> goes beyond that. They're like, no, nah, propagate the species, nothing. You're going down. Well, the whole thing.
2: I want to get even. It doesn't even follow its own rules because if we go back to the beginning of the movie with like the spunky blonde-haired girl who was freaking annoying and the rest of her crew who all get the face huggers on their on on them, they give birth. I mean, we're not even talking hours anymore. I mean, in Alien, the gestation period was about 24 hours. It's, it's,
1: it's 10 yeah. minutes, because the, the thing changes shape every 10 yeah. minutes. It was
2: <laughs> about 10 minutes. Now, the Predator gets it on him, and now it takes longer for him. Okay, it's, okay, maybe we can spin it and say the Pred-Alien's like the queen, and it needs more time. And I can't believe I just said Pred-Alien, but... I, I don't know. I th- You're like gonna said, say it a lot next time. So. Rules, and then in the end, you know, when it's it's stabbing the predator, and there's like the big battle, and I got to bring up too about Alexa's weapons. Did she really have an alien head as a shield?
1: Yeah, the predator cut off the skull so I, I of the guess alien. The alien and acid she... yeah.
2: doesn't affect her arm. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah. <sighs> That's pretty weak. Like I said, they're they're pretty fast and loose with the rules of the alien blood in this movie. Because there's a lot. There's times that it burns right through, and then there's times that well, it doesn't do anything. It well, just lays on the floor.
2: What, what is that even gonna do? An alien skull shield. What is that gonna do against aliens? You know, I, I'm gonna get into a fight with you. I'm gonna know. take a human skull and hold it on my fist. You know, it's
1: what's she gonna do with that tail spear it, it's he stupid. gives it's her? Like,
2: <laughs> give her a real weapon, dude. You got like, you know, like these net things that come out. You got your thing on that. And, and the shoulder—I mean, he could have took one of the other shoulder cannons from the other guys and gave it to her to hold on to. He could have gave her his her freaking knife thing. Gave her something. He, here, I'm ripping off the head. Take the head, and then he burns her face. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, and that mar- that tribal marking bit. Yeah, that was even though we've we've never seen lame. that
2: before in any other Predator movies. I mean, we've yeah. seen the masks on these guys. We've seen the masks on the other Predators that that arrive in the end of Predator well, Two, but none of them have these little tribal marks on their head. I
1: mean. Well, we have we have seen this, God, give this the this, gift this, this, this of a is
2: weapon. This so early 2000s. I mean, you were talking about the wrestling. Now <laughs> these guys got tribal tattoos on them.
1: <laughs> it is very, yeah, it's right along in there. But it's not over because the alien does stab the predator and then goes after Lex. And she basically just runs and hides underneath a water tower. And so the alien is trying to get at her. The queen's banging on it and banging on it. And finally... The Predator, somehow or another, is still alive, able to jump in the air, do this 180 and like jab her in the head with this extending spear thing, which distracts her long enough for Lex to grab her chain, which is somehow or another still attached to her, put it on that uh, water bucket and then get a shovel and push that off into the ocean. That's a lot. (laughs)
2: And and, and and then the closing the, shot of the alien queen getting dragged down—it reminded me of Jack and Titanic. <laughs> it's,
1: just, it's so. Ridiculous. Oh, better yet, no, 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 that was Jaws: The Revenge, the the original cut where the the shark gets stabbed by the boat and sinks. That's what that would look like. It's it's, it's it was so horrible.
2: ridiculous. And then then of course after that, the predator ship arrives just right after that. It couldn't arrive a couple seconds earlier to blow the queen away. Going hey, you know what, we didn't really intend the hunting trip to go like this. We're well, just going to blow this thing out of the water. Bad idea, guys. But no, it waits until the alien queen is taken away. And,
1: yeah, conveniently. Yeah, conveniently. Yeah.
2: And then what do they do? They give her a spear, and then they just leave her. How, what the hell's gonna happen? Well, she what starts. What's
0: gonna
1: happen? Well, you know, I've joked about that in the plot. So she does start walking toward like this snowcat thing. I'm like, how the heck did that survive the nuclear blast? Too? How are they still standing yeah, there? it's it's, it's, kind, of, it's, ice it's show? kind of that ice shell. Maybe
2: out of, like, <laughs> War of the Worlds must have copied this later. after the plane crash and the minivan still survived. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean really i i don't know but the final thing and paul anderson will tell you no we're not trying to set up the sequel but i think that's bull because the final thing is we see the predator alien hybrid uh chest jump out of the alien the predator that has died while they're taking him yeah, away for such right. an advanced species
2: and, i know so much about the alien creatures you think the first thing they would have done is maybe let's check to see if this guy's pregnant but
1: a better yet, how about burn the body? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, r- r- a bunch of
2: rapist convicts had that, at least were able to do that in Alien 3. But this advanced, you know, well, interstellar species that was making human, you know, civilization, you know, thousands of years ago and stuff doesn't even. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Nick,
1: Nick, Nick no, I, it's come to me. It's because those prisoners worshipped God and these predators thought they were God. See? So that's what they're was. So I think we're, I think we're beyond the part of the podcast where we give our final thoughts and popcorn ratings. So what are yours for alien versus predator?
2: Oh, well, alien versus predator is just an excellent piece of bad filmmaking. It is a terrible movie. I remember getting dragged to this by my friends, you know, back when this movie came out and I kicked and screamed the whole way. And, I pouted the whole way home and I remember actually going to my house before I went over to my buddy's house to get the alien DVDs so we could actually watch a decent movie to get the stink of AVP out of my, you know, out of our system. And I'm just going to bring this up to It's like, you know, even like the original Predator. You got Jesse Ventura, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger, you got freaking Apollo Creed in there. You get, I mean you got Shane Black. I mean you got you got a good cast of characters in there. All memorable. You you know what all their personalities are, you know their little shticks and stuff. Aliens, Alien even, you know, Alien Three, you got, you know, Ripley, you got Dylan, you got Clemens, you got eighty five, you got um the the main guy in charge there in Alien Resurrection. I mean, as bad as that movie was, at least you're able to know who these characters are and at least they were somewhat interesting. I'll give it that. This movie had none of that in there. And this is both franchises coming together and it didn't have one character in this whole movie that was at all interesting. And okay, yeah, it wasn't about the characters it was about Alien versus Predators. And you know what? It did that all wrong. I mean, I wasn't excited about them getting together. And this is exactly why because I knew it was going to be crap and the movie is crap I give it the smallest possible rating I can it's a small popcorn burnt burnt popcorn covered with dog crap that's what this movie is
1: <laughs> Don't hold back tell us how you really feel so, well I'm going to say this as unsatisfying as the plot of this is and as ridiculous as it is it's a dumb setup it is really dumb But I want to tell you something it's just as dumb as Alien Resurrection if, if it's dumb as a plot and I think it's executed better if you can if you're not an alien fan per se and there are some of those people out there I think you can watch this and have a good time because it's a big tag team match and it's just it's big dumb fun kind of like the way a film like G.I. Joe would be or Doom or something like that it's not good but it can be fun to watch but if you're an alien fan like you and I Nick it's hard to watch this and not just a uh, grimace at so much of what happens on the screen, because it's done so lazy and so, uh, you know, so there's so much happenstance in this that it just, uh, it just loses credibility moment by moment, and the human cast doesn't help it much. They they don't give us enough of the predators to really get what they're all about. This just, it, it's a great idea, and even on paper, I think it may work, but. Some of the choices they make just really push this one off the edge. I can watch it for a guilty pleasure, but I'm not going to bother to tell anybody that it's good. It's small popcorn fare all the way. We do agree on that. But it's not the worst thing ever made. Again, if you're not an Alien fan, you might dig this film. But... Alien fans, you you probably already avoid it like the plague and are wondering why in the world we covered it. But I will tell you, we've got another answer to that next time because we're not done yet. We got Aliens versus Predator. Recon- and I got I got to bring up this up next. too. I am the fan of the <laughs> Alien
2: series, and I just think it's hilarious yeah. that you have given this series more positive reviews in the end than me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you, you, Well, figured,
1: I wouldn't call that last one positive, buddy, so. but even the negative
2: positive, even the negative ones, at least you had some positive things to say. I'm just being the negative Nancy of the whole thing, and you, I, I'm supposed <laughs> to be the fan. I mean, I'm questioning myself am I really a fan or well, what's
1: up? Well, again, and like we said before, the, the big question are these alien films? And we both said before, too, uh, you know, is this an alien film or is it a predator film? And well, we'll ask that again next time, too. We both said this was really not really a. An alien film, even though they are apparently going to make some reference to it in Prometheus. Oh, I, I really hope they don't. <laughs> oh, just, heaven help just, us!
2: Just, just Lance Hendrickson being Lance Hendrickson but.
1: I hope so too, because I can't believe Ridley would let him get that out. But well, you know, that's another topic for today. We'll know, talk about James that next week. Cameron few weeks,
2: actually so. went on record and saying he he likes this movie. <laughs>
1: I I know, but I don't know how he could say that. It's, that it's, I think it's, he's it's a retracted at that. So.
2: That's all it is. Like, he, he's yeah,
1: because he yeah, that's right. He hates the fact that Fincher destroyed what he built in aliens so anyway we'll be back again next time to talk about aliens versus predator requiem one more before we get to prometheus in the end of our series here folks thank you for joining us you can check out our other podcasts on our website continuesplaypodcastcom slash movies you can hook up with us on facebook or twitter there leave us a message in our guest book check out our other podcasts in the archive section of the site and also hook up with our buffy the vampire slayer retrospective called the art of slaying off of the site as well until next time, for Nick, I'm Jay. Thanks for tuning in to Filmstrip.
0: Thanks for listening to Filmstrip and our reviews of the Alien movie franchise. I still don't understand what you're dealing with, Jay. Visit our website, continuousplaypodcast.com for more reviews and episodes. say we take off, nuke the site for more but only way to be sure. All content used or discussed in this podcast are the property of their respective owners and used under the Fair Use Act Section 504C2, Title 17.
1: This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nestrom. Signing off.